There's no measuring of success. Right. It's literally that, that trust factor that you can create an environment where one kid, it doesn't matter if you're talking to a thousand, 5,000, or if it's three kids, if one person takes away one thing that they're going to remember, it's all worth it. Welcome to Athletes Doing Good Podcasts, sponsored by Robert Hack Diamonds. I'm Shelley Seward, president of Capture Sports Marketing. And I'm sports reporter, Jen Latta. On today's episode, we welcome in former Wisconsin Badger and current Las Vegas Raider, Alec Ingalls. He signed with the Raiders in 2019 and has been the starting fullback for them ever since. He is sharing his adoption story to help other children, along with educating the youth on the importance of financial literacy. What was it like growing up in Green Bay? Shoot, Green Bay is like a, it's a really, really small town, right? But at the same time, it's very like prioritized, uh, so to speak. So uh, the high school is like the kingdom of your little town. So you have everyone's doing their thing in every little high school. And that's where people gather. There's really, really good people up in Green Bay, like, you know, being from Wisconsin. So uh, it's, it definitely benefited from it. That's for sure. So I went to school at UW-Green Bay. And one of the things that was so ridiculous, I think is the word, is that on a Packer game day, they would, you know, the news stations would take video of on the roads and there was not a single car. Mm -mm. (laughs) So did you grow up a Packer fan? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's some days it was you're going to church in a Packer jersey. Like you get your Leroy Butler or William Henderson jersey on, you're rocking it. So uh, that's how I got out of having to wear polos at church was that rock Packers jerseys. No, I mean, I looked up to all the Packers growing up. I mean, I'm on green, Donald Driver, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, all those guys. So I was a huge Packers fan. I just looked up to any NFL football player. Uh, it's definitely very cool. I want to tell you a little bit about today's episode sponsor, Robert Hack Diamonds. For more than 72 years, Robert Hack Diamonds has been Wisconsin's most trusted and respected name known for diamond engagement rings, wedding rings, and custom jewelry. With a commitment to customer service, Robert Hack Diamonds applies the highest level of professionalism and expertise while guiding you in your search for an expertly crafted, stunningly beautiful diamond. For store locations or to shop online, visit roberthackdiamonds.com. So was playing in the NFL something that was always your dream? Yeah, I mean, it was... I was a lot more worried about who was winning the game on the playground currently uh, growing up or, you know, the high school game or college or whatever it was. But that was always an aspiration of mine was to make it to the NFL and be somebody, quote unquote. So uh, that was that was the lifelong goal for me, for sure, from a very young age. So between high school and the NFL, you attended and you were a Badger. Mm -hmm. What was your experience like there? Uh, Wisconsin was, was fun because you had two kind of groups of friends really clashing down in Madison, Wisconsin. You had, you were right in between two lakes in a little, uh, what is it called? Isthmus. Wait, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's a very, very narrow area of land and it's all college. It's all badgers. It's all fun. So I definitely had a great group of friends from green Bay where I was able to stay in touch with those people, stay in contact hang out with best friends for years and years and years and still developing those relationships. But then the same token, you have 
your, your football buddies, your teammates that you're just absolutely getting beaten into the dirt, trained very, very hard. It is a hard-nosed place to uh, grow up and learn how to play football. So you, you kind of have that blood and sweat uh, what's that called? The blood and sweat equity, so to speak. Yeah. You, you were just throwing it in there all the time with those guys. So you had a lot of fun. We had a lot of family time. Uh, my family's only a couple hours away, so they were able to drive down for game days. Jump around was unbelievable. It's got to be the prettiest campus that you can possibly imagine. So I'm going to hype up Wisconsin as much as possible. I was very, very proud to be a Badger growing up. That's awesome. I know we still attend games, <laughs> you know, today and. Um, sometimes it's a little nerve wracking with jump around when, you know, you can feel the sway when you're in the stands. Yeah. I mean, I think if I were in the stands, I would just kind of put my hands up. I'd keep the feet on the ground, but when we were on the field, I remember the very first game we played. So we all have these heartbeat monitors, right? These GPSs and they can measure output and how fast you run on kickoff, whatever. So this is my very first game. It's also Coach Chris' very first game. And jump around comes on. We're winning by 30 or 40 points. It was a huge blowout. And the GPS monitors on some of the guys, when we jumped in, running around, shoving each other, there was a lot of guys. Their GPS monitor was the very highest it was during jump around and then very slow the rest of the time. So uh, from that point forward, we were told to kind of manage the excitement level on the sidelines. So you'll kind of see, like, if you go back to any videos – some of the defensive guys might be bobbing their head a little bit, but you never want to move that GPS very fast because otherwise coach was going to be all over you the next day. That's, that's awesome. So much of who you are is about giving back. Um, first off, congratulations on the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee award. What did that mean to you? Uh, it was is weird because that's something that I've always considered long-term, right? Something where you put in a lot of years, you put in a lot of effort, you develop a foundation, maybe you're able to build up a, a reputation around the league and be able to really impact the community in a memorable way. So as a second year guy getting that recognition, I was like, dang, I'm, I am actually kind of doing a lot. All of a sudden you get this laundry list of things going on. We're like, yeah, I guess I did volunteer there. And yeah, I guess I did speak to that high schooler or that kid. So uh, you kind of forget. And my parents were even like, man, I didn't even realize you did have these things. So, well, I am looking at a list right now of things that you did and I can tell you, holy cow, it is impressive. So thank you because you may not realize on a day-to-day basis, the impact that you're having, but you have done a ton in a, two years. I appreciate that. I love being a servant. You know, I think uh, anytime you get to talk to that kid, or go to that high school, it is so rejuvenating to see smiles, to see sparks in eyes, to see motivation. Uh, it's, it's really, really, it's a cool environment that you get to build with those kids for sure. So where was that giving back mentality instilled? Your mom and dad? Uh, my parents, yeah. So I'm adopted, right? So that's a part of my story. That's a part of what I give back to. And from a very young age, I kind of understood what adoption meant and what my parents went through and and how our family was created. And to understand that that's how I was brought into this world, how I was raised from literally day one, that's something where now I need to be a servant to other people. I need to give back to others because I was so blessed to have that support system, that family that might not be blood related, but still so close and so meaningful and so impactful into my life. So to understand the impact they could have from not being like blood related 
and completely shaping and changing my life, that was kind of the first step in doing all the stuff I do now. That's awesome. I can remember the first time that my dad took me to volunteer. Um, He was a basketball referee for high school and colleges. He was a huge part of the Easter Seals community. And there was a high school, um, high school basketball tournament that he was a part of um, organizing. And, and I can remember that, that feeling of pride um, you know, and, and my job, let's be, let's be honest, was walking the referees from point A to point B. Um, but the pride that I felt at the age that I was at, um, is there kind of a first time volunteering that you can remember that? Yeah. I, so growing up basketball tournament, right. I was into wrestling and my dad was the high school wrestling coach while I was growing up, took my first steps on wrestling that like very hard nosed, gritty Wisconsin wrestling family. And we would always have a few tournaments a year where people would come in and it was a pretty big tournament that our high school would put on. And just growing up, you went from like a towel tapper to like tap the referee to let him know it's over. to maybe you're out and you're setting up the concession stand. And then the next year I remember being a referee for the first time. So there was kind of a sense of pride, like you were saying, kind of going up in the ranks, no one got paid, but you were able to put on an event for everybody else to come into your community. And you could, you could take pride in how great and how well-respected that event was. And and you took pride in that, like you were saying. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm curious. I, I have two boys that are 19 and 18 and I haven't asked them yet, but I can't wait until I can ask them, like, what is the first volunteering thing that you remember doing um, that you felt that sense of pride? So in a couple of years, I'll, a couple of years, I'll ask them that. Yeah. I might have to let them warn them, let them know it's coming. <laughs> Be ready for mom. <laughs> um, so looking at this long list of different things that you have volunteered, it has been anything from youth adoption, voting. Um, is there something, you know, a cause, an area. I know you talked about adoption being so very personal and passionate about. Is there something that you want your legacy to be? Yeah, I think now that the the laundry list is extending, I'm definitely trying to pick and choose where I'm putting a lot of my effort into and finding, okay, this is something I really like and I'm very passionate about. I do think it's an age range. I think it's that high school age range, I think there's so much change and and that's a big branching out aspect of your life. And that's something where I was able to be reinforced. And I had a lot of mentors in my life and in high school, be able to kind of shape where I was about to go. So I think understanding that I have a passion for high school kids back home in Wisconsin, now out here in Las Vegas, you know, there's, there's a lot of things I want to do um, with that high school age, whether it is family adoption, right? Whether it's football, financial literacy is huge for me. I, I think financial literacy is is a big deal that no one's talking about right now. So there, there's a few things that I want to get involved in in high schools and, and be able to give kids tools so that one day, 20 years from now, when they're you know 18, 19, all of a sudden they're 25, 30, and they can just remember one thing from, from one meeting that we had from any of those topics and be like, okay, I can use this now. I can, I can go be a little bit better today. And you know what? You probably won't know the majority of those things that people are going to recall from meeting you, but you, you have to know, and you have to trust that the impact that you're making. Yeah. I'm not trying to, yeah, there's no measuring of success. It's literally that 
that trust factor that you can create an environment where one kid, it, it doesn't matter if you're talking to a thousand, 5,000, or if it's three kids, if one person takes away one thing that they're going to remember, it's all worth it. That time yeah. is worth it. Energy is worth it because you'd have no idea what they're going to take that information, what they're going to do with it. So you just got to keep going. You got to keep trusting it. And it's, it's never a waste of time. And it's always, I, I can remember, you know, one of the kids that I had mentored and, you know, it was 10 years afterwards and they're, you know, they're like, Shelly, like I remember da, da, da. And I was like, oh, you, you like took it away. A, you actually listened and B, <laughs> B you're utilizing it. I love that <laughs> to be able to do it. So you said you were in Vegas. So you were drafted, obviously, by the Oakland Raiders, moved uh, to Vegas. How was that for you? Uh, I'm still trying to get settled. We just got into a place right by the facility. So I, I've been able to see a lot in my my young time in the NFL from Madison, Wisconsin in college, out to Nashville, Tennessee to train, out to Oakland, California for one year. And now I've been in Vegas for a year and through a global pandemic. So you're able to kind of get a lot of different high school feels. You got get a lot of different community feels and you can kind of get a sense of where there is true compassion, where there's places of need. And you kind of in different communities, you can kind of see, okay, you know, this might be some economic troubling situations where you can hopefully invest some time and resources in. So it's pretty cool to kind of get a handful of different communities now and kind of see where different people are at. That's awesome. How does it feel that you'll be in the record books for catching the first or scoring the first touchdown there? Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I think, um, you know, my dad and my uh, fiance were in town for that game and, and they were hanging out and they were able to be there after the game and they thought it was the coolest thing. And now you're, you're a trivia answer on Jeopardy and all this stuff. So it's, it's been cool like that, but I've always been saying that if that's what I'm remembered for, for being a Las Vegas Raider, I don't think I did enough. So we're going <laughs> to just point. keep working to keep on um, getting more of those milestones or more of those, um, you know, little cool things like that. So for th- those of us, which is the majority of, of anybody at this point that haven't been to that stadium, what's it like? Uh, it's unbelievable. Take your breath away. Uh, it's it's going to be one of those cool places where it's going to be an event every single time you're playing a game because you're going to have so many different people traveling in. It's going to be loud. It's going to be 60,000 people just losing their minds coming off the strip. Um, you have the Henderson and Summerlin area people coming in. So those games, so it's going to be just a madhouse of, of a collection of football fans. So it's going to be really fun. It's dark. It's black. It's the, it's the death star. It's the Raiders. It's history. It's tradition brought into Las Vegas. It is perfectly designed, perfectly executed. Um, you, every single person that's like a bucket list. You, I've gotten to play in a lot of stadiums. Now this is a bucket list. Say if you're a football fan in general, that's yeah. a place you got to go check it out. It looks beyond amazing. Um, it, it is certainly on my bucket list um, to be able to see a game there. But I guess in, in wrapping up, I have two final questions for you. Is one, what's your message to kids who maybe aren't as comfortable with being adapted as you were? <laughs> uh, you might think that I'm comfortable with being adopted, but I'm not. And I haven't been. You know, there's a lot of identity issues I grew up dealing with, uh, not looking like my parents, not seeing that that representation in the mirror every single day, like all my friends got. You know, I had to wrestle with that a lot of sleepless nights, and that's real. So that's you honest. are different. 
Yeah, that's real. As honestly, you, know? you are different. You're adopted. You are different for a reason. And you can use that reason for some good. You can be yourself. You can truly be whoever you are. And that is a true blessing. There, there's no defined path for you. There's no you know, niche that you have to go in. You're a little bit different right off the bat. So you get to be different for the rest of your life. And that is a blessing that not a whole lot of people get. And once I was able to understand that, that, that really changed my life. And you were chosen. I was chosen. I was, I was handpicked. I got put in a great situation. And the coolest part about being adopted, being in a unique situation is that you get to make your situation right for you. You have that power inside of you. So the, the less of the poor me's and all, all of this and the pointing fingers, blaming other people. Once you decide you take ownership of your situation, say this was meant for me. You know, that that's, that's big right there. That's awesome. I love, um, I love, and I'm thankful for your honesty um, because <laughs> it, it's people aren't um, always honest or aren't always willing to be vulnerable. And I think those that are, are those that are going to impact the most. It's tough. It's tough to deal with. And, I still have bad days. You know what I'm saying? And I have a great relationship with my family and we'll still continue to have great moments and, and, and goods and bads, highs and lows, but it, it's real. And it's something that once you take ownership of things get a little bit easier when you just own it. Well, I think that I have an idea of what you're going to say for the final question, but right. when your playing career is over, how do you want to be remembered? I just want to have some impact. I want to have some sort of meaning in this life. I want to, while I, you know, I think I'm going to have a lot of messages that Shelly is going to have with her kids. And my mom has with her kids that she teaches and they're teachers, coaches, and you're going to have those lessons that they're going to give you. And hopefully as an NFL football player, if you think that's cool, or if you perk up because I come into a room and I say the same thing that Shelly says, hopefully I can help out just a little bit. And it does. It helps so much. I can tell you that. Else, it's, it's from somewhere new and I don't understand why, but that's how it goes. And I just want to be known for um, being someone that can bring that same messaging, a positive reinforcement, something real, something genuine, something honest. And hopefully you can take whatever you want from it and you can go change your life with it. So that's all I'm trying to do. And I'm trying to be a heck of a football player while I can play for the Las Vegas Raiders. And, and that's really my message. My <laughs> that is awesome. We have a, a woman that I work with. Her son is in kindergarten and they were working with him on some soccer skills. And she came in the other day and she was like, you know what? Mom and dad don't know what they're talking about, but the sixth grader that showed him how to dribble sure knew what they were talking about. And so it's, you know, you never know when you're going to make that impact. And I often say on, on this podcast that individuals like you go and your goal is to make an impact, but I know that in doing so you're being impacted. A hundred percent. It's a two way street. It is very much a two way street. So two years in, keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing because I love it. You are making Wisconsin proud. Thank you for joining us. I can't thank you enough. Um, and like I said, continue what you're doing. I think I'm I'm so impressed with everything that you have already accomplished. Um, not necessarily even on the field, quite honestly, but off the field. So um, continue doing great in both. Appreciate it, Shelly. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good, sponsored by Robert Hack Diamonds. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to our other interviews 
and to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others.